Hello, long time no here. Um, instead of C because you can't see me, John Cena. Uh, welcome to another episode of Geisler's Guidelines. Once again, out of the studio, venturing out into the dangerous world we live in and recording another studio. And here with me in the non-mine studio is Kiana Bailey, a good friend of mine. Thank you so much for being on the show, Kiana. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, so as Jordan said, my name is Kiana Bailey. I am a senior communication major at the University of Louisville. I have two minors in marketing and Spanish. I'm originally from Lexington, Kentucky, which is like our arch rivals at <laughs> U of O. Yeah. Um, so definitely an adjustment. You know, we wear red all day, no blue. Mm-hmm. As I'm wearing a red shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll be graduating next, this coming May. Um, I don't really know what I want to do. I've been asked that the past, like, at least 10 times in the past two days. Yeah. Um, so we will see where you will see me mm-hmm. in the next eight months. Yeah. No. Same. Um, <laughs> I'm having these same problems because we're both graduating at the same time. So I have no idea what's going to happen, but exactly. we shall see. Now we know each other because you were my like U of L sore advisor, my yes. like freshman year. I forgot about that. And oh, we yeah. had advanced speech together yes. like two years ago while you were my advisor and I didn't connect the two Neither did for I. a long time. It was at least halfway oh, through the yeah, semester yes. until I realized, I oh, that's my that. sore advisor. I remember that. And then we had uh, research method, or no, we had strategic comm together. Yes. Basically, that was an interesting <laughs> class. Basically. Uh, basically, <laughs> we had a professor who used the word basically an insane amount of times. I think her high score was like, over like a hundred around 130 in one yeah. class which is honestly nothing now that i have a professor who uses the word right all the time <laughs> today he almost broke his record he used the word right 236 times and his record's like 237 so y'all jordan is the king of tallying <laughs> while also trying to take notes at the same time. <laughs> like, it is legit the only way i can focus in the class anymore and it's honestly the only reason i show up to the class anymore because I want to see the record break. But anyways, we had StratCom together, and then we had research methods together. Yes. And now we have Spanish pronunciation together. Mm-hmm. So I think we're a good duo because we, yeah. th- we're we working on our second group project now. Yes. Oh, and we also did speech mentors together. Yes. We've been through We've been everything like together the with the communication department course. and now Spanish. Like, yeah. All barriers. All, the, waters, all waters. We were crossing yes. all waters. But... Before we get into our super awesome topic today, we have another segment of Bowl of Scenarios. Except it's a bag today, um, because <laughs> had to travel. So we have our we have the bag, but we already have our chosen scenario. So okay. let's see which one you chose. Dang, it's not the funny one. There's one about like farting in public, and no one's chosen it yet. Okay. A group of adults you work with are clicky and acting like they're still high schoolers by excluding you. What do you do? Mm, okay, so actually, I haven't personally been in this situation, but I've witnessed it at one of my old jobs. They're like these catty women who are like 50 or 60 years old, and they're still talking about people like, like 19 and 18 year olds. Oh my god. And I'm like, what? So, I mean, I've definitely been in this situation before. I'm going to call them out on it. And for those of you who don't know Those of you who don't know me, I'm a sassy person. Um, you can like ask anybody that. I I have no problem with calling people out on their their wrongdoing, just like I don't I don't have a problem with people call me out on what I'm wrong cuz mm-hmm. on my wrongdoing. Like, I think confrontation like when used correctly is a good thing just to show you about mm-hmm. like your strengths or weaknesses and just different things you need to work on. So, yeah. I'm calling them out. Okay, good for you. Um, you doing, Jordan? So, every except for the one I did in last episode with Rachel Howard on honesty. Well, the topic was honesty, but that wasn't what the scenario was about. Actually, it kind of was. Beside the point. Um Almost every bowl of scenario scenario is something that has happened to me in the past. So typically what I do um, is I smile and pretend like nothing's happening, (laughs) which is denial in its (laughs) finest form. 
Um, but okay, I don't want to get into too specific. Well, if these people are listening, whatever. <laughs> um, so I volunteer uh, with my church's youth group. And I'm a small group leader for high schoolers. And there are a lot of adult leaders as well. I'm probably one of the youngest leaders because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still in college. A lot of them are like parents, so they're older. Um, and so I feel like there is kind of an age barrier where they're just like, yeah. aren't you a kid? Like, aren't you one of the high schoolers? <laughs> Which I've gotten before. Um, not talking about that. But I even within like, some of the closer people that I work with, I feel like they, like I'm just on this outer loop of everything. And I'm like, if first of all, if this is a church environment, the clicky attitude and behavior is out of bounds because that right. is directly against any kind of belief uh, that you would have if you really have conviction about things, but I'm not trying to get all teachy preachy anyways yeah but um so i would honestly probably not say anything and pretend like it's not gonna happen so that i can do something really petty like drag them on my (laughs) podcast that no one listens to so that's what i would do if i were brave enough i would totally call them out on it or just completely barge my way into the conversation but yeah i'm (laughs) <laughs> too much of I hate no, I hate conflict though I hate see, conflict see I like I don't think any no that's a lie there are some people I'm like okay you like to be in the midst of drama mm-hmm. honestly I don't like conflict and like unless it's kind of like it's keeping me from like being happy mm-hmm. or getting into like it's like okay like you may not like what I have to say but mm-hmm. I'm going to say it anyways because yeah. we need to move forward mm-hmm. but it's actually really surprising like when it comes to religious groups, how they're so, like, against, like, they're the complete opposite of what yes. they should be. It's mm-hmm. always with those, like, religious groups, because I was in one that was the same way. It was, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, on the verge of becoming a youth leader for high schooler students. Yeah. And um, it was, like, the leaders, they were, like, in their mid-30s. And, like, they would just be talking with these students. I'm, like, what are we doing? Like, you're mm-hmm. 30-year-old talking about a 14 year old who doesn't know what's going on you know what I'm saying so yeah definitely see it I totally agree with you it's sad and honestly extremely hypocritical how often that occurs within the church yes um because as long as it occurs within the church it's always going to detract people Mm -hmm. um but there is a religion card out there somewhere (laughs) that will be chosen one day and we will talk more about that when that card is chosen so don't want to get on my soapbox but Today we have a wonderful topic, one of the newer topics I've added recently. Uh, We are going to be talking about body image today. So, how would you define body image? I believe that body image is not only how you perceive yourself or your body, but how others perceive yourself. So that's characteristics. It's kind of this like ideal model of what Mm -hmm. your body is and should look like Mm -hmm. um of course there's negatives and positives to that but it's just kind of like this ideology that people have about what the human body should look like and that differs from men and women Mm -hmm. children and adults like older people younger people like there's so many different plays yeah different factors um i see it as a physical representation of a multiple characteristics about a person. Um, honestly, when I think of body image, I think of clothing a lot mm-hmm. because being comm majors, we talk a lot about nonverbal communication. And one of the biggest things about nonverbal communication is how you present yourself. And that's been like beat over my head more times than I can (laughs) count of like the way you present yourself says a lot. And I personally argue the way you present yourself says more than your words do um, because people will judge you more based off of how you look versus what you say. So I would say body image has a lot to do with how you present yourself, what you wear, nonverbal cues, um, and also kind of like the idealism of what people are supposed to look like, like you I said. I like that. I never really took that into consideration, but obviously, yeah, definitely plays into it. But I think 
for the majority of people, it is more of just like a, a physical thing, not like a necessarily material or nonverbal thing. Right. But it also just plays into like the image of you and yourself. If yeah. you just take body off the front, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, how do you perceive Jordan? Like based yeah. on your physical attributes, your clothing, everything in there. Yeah. That I've seen. Yeah. Totally agree. Do you have a positive or negative body image for yourself? I would say currently I have a positive one. Of course, when you're younger, kids are mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fugly child. <laughs> I, <can't>. um, <laughs> I was. That caught me so off guard. <laughs> I, I was. Like, when I was younger, I mean, like, I look good now, but I mean, like, when I was younger, it's questionable. Uh, I had acne. I was fat. My hair was, like, so, so damaged. Because, you know, when you're younger, it's like you really want to look like your peers and like I had friends that like had never had a pimple in their entire life and I was just like are you kidding like what do you wash your face with water like no (laughs) it was like so it was it was definitely a struggle I honestly feel like I didn't even have a positive body image until my junior year of college honestly Mm -hmm. um it was something that was actually a goal of mine coming into college just like to work on that I was also really overweight um so when I came to college I lost like probably upwards of like a hundred pounds. Good for you. Yeah, between... a lot of people do the reverse when they exactly get into college. when people are like freshman fifteen. My mom was the first. I was very, I was very committed. I was like, I went to the gym three times a week. Um, I would eat healthy. I would like, I was just very focused and determined. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of like now that I where I've like essentially I've always wanted to be of course do you have your insecurities I think that at any point in time you always will yeah but as of right now and it's like I'm happy about where I am because I worked so hard to get to where I am yeah. and I'm like I have a like a really positive body image now that's good yeah. um I would definitely agree with like I think probably on a very general level a lot of people have a negative body image within that like whole middle school period because mm-hmm. it's just like middle schoolers can rip each other to shreds like no other age generation um and I definitely like fell into that I had a very negative body image throughout all of middle school I too had like tons of problems with acne something I still continue with and if you had video you could definitely see that today um also Same. been eating <laughs> also I've been eating a ton of crap lately so you know who knows what causes are leading to this, but whatever. There's no science in that. Um, but I would, even today, I still don't have a great body image for myself. Like, I never feel like I am where I'm supposed to be with how I look because something I've mentioned before in this podcast, I'm often late to the party on things because I never got, like, the undisclosed messages, like, of our youth of, like, guys are supposed to start like exercising and getting like quote-unquote buff at like a certain age and like never occurred to me i was perfectly content not exercising and watching television um and once i like started to realize like oh my gosh like i'm behind everyone i was just like it's too late for me like leonardo dicaprio left in the water during titanic and you know kate winslet's character just floating on to the distance but neither here nor there um so even to this day I, I still feel like I'm behind on a lot of things but I would say I like to think um I can trust myself pretty well um I do like to look nice I also like to look comfortable I like to feel comfortable so that can be reflected and I'm very <laughs> self-conscious when I dress comfortably talking about sweats um, cause, did, okay, did you wear sweats in, like, high school? I never wore sweats in high school. Okay. See, like, with me, it wasn't even, I, like, like I said, I was fat. So, like, I always wore, <laughs> I mean, I still wear jeans to this day. So, like, I always wore jeans in high school, because, you know, when you wear jeans, it's, like, it holds everything together. Okay. Like, sweatpants, I honestly didn't even own any. Like, I will say, like, my consistent image is, like, I am that casual, chill person. Like, mm-hmm. t-shirt and jeans yeah. all the way. And then I always surprise people when I just, like, step out. And I'm like, <laughs> they're like, oh, she actually knows how to dress? Ooh. <laughs> um, so, for me, I'm, I 
want to just be comfortable with what I'm wearing. Like, yeah. of course, like, and see, like, I don't like when people are looking at me, so I don't like to, like, draw attention. Not. Yeah, I don't like to call attention to myself or dress overly nice. I just like to blend in with the background. With okay. I don't know yeah. why. I just, like, I get really self-conscious when people start looking at me for too long because then I'm like, oh, like, what are you saying about mm-hmm. me? Um, yeah, same. So, yeah, definitely on the casual side. Look like, oh, she looks like she's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all through, or, like, up until sophomore year, I had a personal rule. I was like, I will never wear sweats because I'm never going to succumb to that level of laziness and deprivation. And then uh, one day I wore sweats to high school and it changed my life. <laughs> and I got down from my little pedestal and I was like, this is actually an amazing feeling. Um, still, I had a rule sweats once a week at the most um but even in college now like i still it's like no one cares if i flip and wear sweats or not but like yeah honestly like people will show up wearing pajamas but i'm just like yeah and i'm just like you wear that in your house and it's cool (laughs) whatever okay but um even now i'm still like i can't wear sweats all the time but like i love to wear like sweats and a hoodie and i'm just like comfortable See, it feels good. Honestly, though, like some, I like, I kind of like agree with you. Like, I mean, I only come to campus twice a week now, but like mm-hmm. back when I used to be here almost every day, I kind of had this like rule of like, okay, don't wear sweats or, or in my case, leggings. Like, don't wear leggings and like a hoodie like every single day, just because. For me, whenever I'm like slacking off in my image, I see myself slacking off in other Ooh, areas. Okay. So, like, if I'm really dressed groggy that day, like, mm-hmm. I'm really not productive, I have a terrible attitude, mm-hmm. I eat terrible, don't drink a lot of water. So, for me, like, dressing like presentable, I should mm-hmm. say, like, forces me to like be on. Yeah, in other yeah. Areas. I like that. I think, yeah, I think that's a really good way of talking about it, too, because. Now that I think about it, when I'm wearing, like, comfortable clothes, like, I'm definitely more, I have a higher tendency to just eat comfortable food, Um, because I'm just like, oh, that sounds good, and, like, if I get all my sweats, it doesn't matter. Right, and then it's like you have extra space, and it's like, I feel even more comfortable. Yeah, it's like, I've got room to fill up these sweatpants. Exactly. Okay, another tangent, and then we'll get back to the questions. What are your... And maybe this is charged, I don't know. What do you think about women who wear yoga pants frequently? Okay. I have struggled about where my stance is um, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to give you an example. I used to be a hostess, um, like off and on. Mm -hmm. And at the restaurant that I worked at, it was like, that's a negative. Like Mm -hmm. you wore a white Oxford shirt with, you know, slacks Mm -hmm. every single day. And then, this is also why I don't go out to eat anymore, because I'm so judgmental. (laughs) Whenever I go to other restaurants, it's like their greeters are just wearing like, like, just because it's black doesn't mean I don't know that it's yoga pants. (laughs) It's like, and I I don't know, I just feel like, I do like the trend that we're on in the business world of like casual being acceptable as mm-hmm. like professional. Yeah. Like one of my current internships, like jeans are acceptable. You know, mm, you can, nice. not all the holes in them, but yeah, dressing comfortably. Like it's okay if you wear a t-shirt, and like I love that aspect because you know it recognizes that not everyone can afford mm-hmm. you know these high-end professional attire. Yeah. Now I just feel like we just have to be better about ourselves and not wear yoga pants everywhere we like just give them a rest yeah just just put them back and then like put something else on for today no one Um, believes you're doing yoga every day and it's always the people no offense who don't even work out it's who work out yeah workout clothes are more comfortable i will say when you're just like chilling but it's always the people who are so super lazy that yeah look like they're about to go to the gym or something Mm -hmm. i don't know okay i ask because um, I've been judging real hard on this one girl who is in our 301 and is in my 321. So I see her Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 321. I see her Tuesday, Thursday for 301. I don't think I've seen her not wear yoga pants We're not to class. naming names, but where you're sitting, where does she sit? Okay. She is in two rows. So she's in the row to your left. 
I think yeah, I know she, who you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah. She always has her to, hair up in a bun. I used to have class with her. She dresses like that every day. Okay, but that not, drives me nuts because I'm just like... Okay, something like that where it's like, you're just like going to class. Like, I'm not judging you for that. Like, be comfortable, like, whatever. But like, once you start going out and your image is a representation of you and you. I do, like, it's, for example, we're judging her right now. Like, you wear yeah. yoga pants every day. Like, do you own anything else? Yeah, I'm do like, you, yeah. Yeah, so. Because it's always the same black pair. It's always with a black shirt, and she's wearing, like, some black raincoat. And she seems <laughs> like the kind of person who, it's not like she only owns this pair of clothes. Like, she seems, based off of well, the well, stuff well. she has, she seems like she can afford decent clothing <laughs> so i know she's got more than yoga pants in her like armoire I mean, or whatever one of my really good friends only wears leggings she hates jeans surprise i'm like they're just like a stair staple yeah. honestly she hates them she only wears leggings every single day like she will dress up the leggings she will dress down the leggings like the leggings all the way mm-hmm. she has so many different styles and I'm like how like i i just can't do it i don't know like and it's like i don't want to be judgmental but it's also just kind of like it's like you said at the beginning you know what you wear goes Mm -hmm. into your body image i'm like looking at the girl in in spanish i'm like okay like do you you even try hard do you like it just starts to affect uh, like other attributes of yourself like Mm -hmm. your intelligence level like if you do this and x y and z so Absolutely. And for those of you who are getting judgy on me for being judgy because I'm only talking about women, we're going to talk about men too real quick because <laughs> I know for the longest time it has been acceptable for guys to just wear like gym shorts all the time. Like throughout middle school and a majority of high school, all of the like quote unquote popular guys who are probably working at gas stations right now would wear like gym shorts all the time like some nike shirt and like jordan sandals and socks no that is not something you can wear five out of the five weekdays you gotta wear actual clothes i feel like we went to the same high school um (laughs) (laughs) universal universal dress code yeah it's it's the same it's just sometimes you know i understand you're comfortable and this is what you're comfortable in but you know just just be, look a little different once in a Elevate while. Elevate at least a little bit. Just you know? like, not every, like, just like, show us that other side of you, please. Show yeah. us there is another side of you. <laughs> and then again, I'm judging myself in this situation too because I look like who did it and why half the time. But it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. And I can dress up when needed. I have, I went through that misguided phase in middle school as well of, thinking that athleisure wear was the only way to dress yourself. So, <laughs> shame for me for not knowing better, but I know better now, and I can still wear sweats sometimes, but, you know, we're seeing both sides of the equation now. Okay, yes. moving on. Uh, what do you think is your most, and what do you think is your least attractive feature or trait? Okay. Most attractive feature for me is my smile. I get mm-hmm. complimented on it all of the time. Mm-hmm. And like I've purposely been given certain positions because my boss was like, You have a great smile, so you're just gonna stand here and oh, that's good. You. <laughs> yeah. Um so I would definitely say my smile least attractive are my feet, honestly. I mean I'm tall, so of course it makes sense for me to have big feet, but like all of my friends are way shorter than me. I'm like, your feet are so tiny and cute and mine are like gigantic. Um, but yeah, I would say most attractive is my smile, least attractive my feet. Okay, so for me, I put in trait because I couldn't think of like a feature about myself <laughs> I was crazy about. I would say my most attractive trait would be even though people may not always laugh, I think I have a pretty good sense of humor. And I I think that is such an important trait for people to have because making someone laugh, whether in like just a sad moment or maybe in a job interview, can leave a really good impression with someone. And it's just good to give a little bit of happiness to someone else. Um, so that being said, uh, most negative feature is probably everything else about um, <laughs> But, like, I I would say my face in general, because I don't 
like to do selfies. Like I was never, never on the selfie craze. Never have been. Never have been. I never liked it. I can't do a solo picture. I haven't been. And it's so crazy that you say that because, so just recently I ran for homecoming queen. Mm -hmm. And one of my advisors was creating um, my flyers for me. And she's mm -hmm. like, hey, like send me picture. Like, and that, and she said it, I was like, I don't take pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. I just, I never, literally, Same. if I have the opportunity to bring someone else in the picture, I am. Yes. I don't take pictures of myself. Yes. I haven't figured out the se the selfie thing. Yeah. I don't, right. I haven't figured out my angle. I always, mm -hmm. always look weird. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I haven't done it. Um. So for, yeah, I don't do selfies. Okay. So like for my Instagram account, I am amazed how people can change it so frequently. What do you mean? Like with their profile picture on their Instagram account. Right. It drives me nuts because I'm like, I don't even, okay, so like there's this one guy I know who I remember within the span of probably a month, he changed his Instagram profile picture probably four times. And I was like, I haven't left the house four times this month. So I don't know what you are doing with your life right now. But, like, I have changed my profile picture on my Instagram account maybe three times. And I'm pretty sure in two of them, I was cropping other people out of the picture. Because I don't do pictures alone. I hate doing a picture See, alone. here recently, I started to take... I have pictures of myself alone, but they're not selfies. I have to get someone else to take it. Mm -hmm. But then I have an issue because I feel like I'm a very great photographer for other people. <laughs> yeah. And I accent all of their really great qualities. I make sure everything is together in the background. Yeah. Like, I make sure they are together. Mm -hmm. I don't receive the same courtesy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. I just... like. Um, so like if you really look at my profile, you'll see a lot of family pictures, mm -hmm. friend pictures. There will be a lot of solo pictures, but there will be months in between because that's how long <laughs> yeah. it took me to get a yeah. new picture. So I just re recently posted one this Saturday. We'll see. You it looked up. really good, by the way. Okay. I thought that was a really good picture. Thank you. It'll probably be another three months before I post another <laughs> one. I think I have. I'm thinking of one specifically, and it was the most recent one I posted, probably like four months ago. And it's a solo picture, but it's like a pseudo sexy picture of me on a cannon and the captions like my butt goes boom louder than this cannon does I need to look at this picture yes it's, <laughs> the caption is probably the highlight <laughs> of the picture because i was extremely proud of that but um i just looking at like a solo picture of me is so uncomfortable especially if i took it because i'm just like what was i mm -hmm. thinking that like this looked good like that doesn't right. no like it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense um, so definitely worst feature. I would also argue my posture is my worst feature. And that's mm, something that's that like my parents have been like driving into me for years now because even right now, like my shoulders are slumped and I'm <laughs> kind of sitting up straight, but I'm just like, to me, this is oh, it's so comfortable. <laughs> and I remember this one time I had gone to the chiropractor with my mom and she just finished with the chiropractor and the chiropractor was like, oh, which one is your son? I was legit just slumped <laughs> over in the chair and my mom was like, oh, that's him over there. And she was like, and then the chiropractor was like, the one with the great posture. And I was just like, don't call me out on this. Like, this is comfortable for me. I like being hunchback. But um, just like, I remember for a solid like couple of years, my parents would be like, Jordan, shoulders back. Or they'd be like, Jordan, stand up straight. You need to look like a guy. And I'm just like, I am so comfortable being a schlump. Let me be my schlump self. But I would also argue posture is really bad for me. One of like my like worst traits is like some people think that I'm intimidating or I'm mean. Because if I'm not careful, like my face says a thousand words. Same. I just look so mad all the time. It's like my eyebrows just come in and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's a, like a bad resting face? Yeah, it's just sometimes, so I just have like, either I'm like a content, like moderate smile, mm -hmm. but I'm not showing teeth. Mm -hmm. I either have an expression of, I'm just here. I don't, mm -hmm. I like, I, there's no expression. I'm just, I'm just sitting there. Yeah. Or I really just look really rude and I have an RBF. Um, it's probably like, <laughs> like some people are like, 
when I first met you, I thought you were going to be so mean because you just, you, I was like, yeah. Last thing a person wants to be told. Exactly. I, not to be like, let's talk about me, but I also have like a bad resting bee face because I think it was like throughout middle school, there was this girl who would tell me like, are you okay, Jordan? And I'd be like, (laughs) yeah, why? And she's like, you look depressed. Like, do you need help? And I'm like. I need help to get you away from me, but <laughs> no, I'm perfectly fine. But I just have like a very sad, like Dead. moody resting <laughs> face that's not very attractive. Like it's my face. I'm sorry. This just, is how God intended me to look when I'm chilling. I'm sorry. I'm just relaxing. Please let me be. Exactly. Has anyone ever criticized your body or your look? Um. Yes, so this goes back to something that I said when I was um, earlier in the podcast. Kids are mean. Mm -hmm. So, and when I say kids, I don't mean like peers. I mean like I'm like 10 years older than them or like they're like three and they're, kids are ruthless. Like, it's like, why did your skin look like that? Oh my, It's So, I mean, it's kind of, it's a kid, but like they... Ooh, they're so rude. They, like, and, know the and, and it's They know. Mm-hmm. And it and it still hurts, even though you know this person's four years old. You're yeah. still, you feel some type of way when you walk <laughs> away. <laughs> like yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, I've also gotten a lot of compliments. So, it's, like, a give, and, mm-hmm. a give and a take. Like, something that one person is, like, oh, that's ugly about you. Another person they like. So, yeah. I try not to take it out. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll get in my movements and I'm, like, oh, I'm so ugly. But then the next day, someone tells you you're beautiful, then mm-hmm. you, you move on. Just elevates you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I would, okay, first thing about the kid thing, like, it is so horrible when they just, like, say something that you're already being self-conscious about. And they then say it's just, in front of other people. Yeah, and then they notice it, too, and they're just like, oh, wow, like, the kid's right. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, like, give me some dignity. Um, but... I'm trying to think in, in particular. I think maybe in like a non-verbal way, like when people stare. I think to me that is big criticism mm-hmm. because it's like I am the thing that's drawing your attention away from like what you're doing. So that means something's wrong with me. Yeah. And like either something's on my face or I mm-hmm. sat in something or <laughs> I just like do not look good enough that like I am attracting your attention and it's right. unwanted. Yeah. Um, I think definitely in middle school, and I talked about this in episode three, I think, and maybe, and even in like, um, even for like freshman year gym class of high school, you had to like change in the locker rooms, and I've never been crazy that about changing in locker rooms. Worst. I think that is one of the worst coming of age rituals that people have to go through. I would literally go into the bathroom stall every single time in the locker room. Change. That was a that's a good tactic. Yes, I mean. Eventually, I kind of, like, got over it, but, ooh, that, and I didn't understand. In my middle school, you only had to take gym once the whole three years, right? We had to take it every year. I had to take it every, I had friends who hadn't had gym since, like, freshman year, since sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I had it every single year. Don't get me wrong, I love gym class, but the whole locker room, Mm -hmm. changing your clothes, everyone is so much Quit psychological at, intimidation. Quit looking at me. Like, yeah. body comparisons out the door. Like, oh, look at you. You look great. And I look like a potato. Oh, yeah. Rough time. <laughs> Rough time. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a very pale person. Like, my... I have bad farmer's tan, like, everywhere. <laughs> so, basically, what is underneath my clothes resembles Frosty the Snowman's thigh. So, like, I'm just, like... <laughs> albino essentially so like changing in gym class to me was like i am so freaking pale and i'm basically white flashing everyone because my skin is so white it's blinding people's eyes and that to me was just like especially if there were like tan people in the room i'd just be like why can't i have that why can't i be tan and so to me that was honestly and even to this day because i'm still not a very tan person I'm just very self-conscious of how pale I am. And I'm just like, other people just seem to like have some designated tan time. And I don't know how to get on that. Like, I need to join that, but I don't know. Don't do it. It's bad for your skin. True. Yeah, it's super unhealthy. Embrace it. Uh, Has 
Has you. Have you ever been self-conscious about your body image? So I think we yeah. kind of said yeah. Of course. Yeah. If someone says never, the lies. Yeah. There's some. There's some. There's like, what, even if like you are rated the most beautiful person on the planet, that beautiful person has one mm-hmm. attribute that they don't like about yeah. themselves. Yeah, totally agree. Because when you start, you know how like when you look at something, you're like, that's so beautiful. And then mm-hmm. you start staring at it longer and longer and it gets a little bit uglier. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it is when you look in the mirror sometimes. <laughs> 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 you just, you're like, oh, I'm cute today. And then you stare and like, what is that? Like, yeah. Yeah. There will be some days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, like, my skin looks pretty good. And then I look a little closer and I'm like, something's coming in on the horizon. It's like, (laughs) I need to get on this real quick. I think, so you kind of touched about it earlier. My acne has been a problem, like, since middle school, at at least. Like, I have gone through probably six or seven different products of, like, acne medication. Um, Currently, right now, I think I use, like, I use... um, Epidural Forte at night. I use a Biore foam for my arms. I use an antibacterial pad on my arms. I use a scrub. And I use, like, I think one other thing just to, like, try and keep it from getting out of control. It doesn't keep it maintained all the time. It just keeps it from being super, super bad. Yeah. I've recently kind of gotten over the acne. Because with, with me... I would have a period where it was like pimples everywhere Mm -hmm. and then they would go away but they would leave all of these dark marks Mm -hmm. and so for me Mm -hmm. majority of my acne has been trying to get rid of my dark marks Mm -hmm. and I finally caved in and I went to a dermatologist I went to her for something else and then she was looking at my skin she's like you have acne and dark marks. She's like, I'm just going to prescribe this to you on the side. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you need help right here. So I'm just going to be... And I felt some type of way when she was when she initially did it. I'm like, I didn't even come to you for this. Um, but it it improved my skin significantly. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a really huge... Like, some people are like, Keanu, you have acne? I'm like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for this prescription, it would be yeah. having a whole different conversation. Yeah. Um, but, like, one thing that I kind of... Like, the biggest thing that even affects me until this day is I am so hairy. Like, <laughs> side burns, the, the, oh my gosh. It's like wax, wax, <laughs> wax, yes. And, like, and it grows back so quickly. It's so <laughs> rude. I just, yes. Okay. It's an ongoing battle. Kind of personal question. What's that? Have you ever had to deal with, like, sweaty pits? Surprisingly, No. So, I don't really sweat that. I'm always cold. So, I so wish I was that way. So, I don't really, the only time I'm really sweating is mm-hmm. if I've hiked all the way from my apartment to the sack or something mm-hmm. like that, where it's like it's hot outside and yeah. I'm sweating. But for the most part, I never really have like armpit stains or okay. sweaty hands type of situation. There was like a solid two years where I like sweated excessively in my armpits and it was like really bad to the point where I would like raise my hand while like keeping my arm <laughs> close to like my torso so that I like wouldn't yeah. expose the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I eventually had <laughs> another shout out to dermatologists. <laughs> had to ask for like a prescription grade like thingy so that I would like pour out a couple drops rub it on my armpit to close off the pores from releasing sweat like it was that big of an issue and it was so and I just sweat so easily all the time like I could walk one flight of stairs and like I may not be out of breath but like it may as well be raining like (laughs) there is just water coming from everywhere and I have sweaty pits to me are worse than sweat anywhere else because I feel like if you see someone with sweaty pits, you're automatically like, did that person shower at all this last week? Like, did they have VO? Just like all this problem, like, I use deodorant and everything, but you know, pits still sweat sometimes. So yeah. that was why I asked. Just wanted to just wanted In to middle say. school, I had bad arm because I didn't have the right deodorant. I didn't, whatever I had going on was not working for me. <laughs> I eventually figured it out, and I was like, this brand isn't it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the brand. I'm not trying to hate on that brand, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. Um, but then I found Degree, and it smells great, and mm-hmm. it, it works. The only thing about – I've been, like, trying to figure out the difference between, like, spray deodorant and, like, you know, 
the regular roll on roll on and honestly spray on i did have a little bit of bo it was just like i understand like this is supposed to be better for your skin but it's not doing its job correctly mm-hmm. so I had to go back and like i hate spray but yeah I, hate nice armpits, so I don't like using roll-ons either but at the same time i'm like i feel like a spray just doesn't it doesn't wouldn't do the, its job it, and like it doesn't honestly like if you have to spray half the bottle on your armpit and then it's like you have to dry your armpit because it's wet but i didn't i personally didn't like spray either Mm -hmm. i understand like my skin was better under my armpit because i started using it but it just i like to smell good Mm -hmm. that wasn't happening so same all right last question what body image does society perpetuate as acceptable and we could do, since we're one of us is male, one of us is female, you could do, you could cover female and I could cover male if you want. Okay. I'll cover female. So, I would say stereotypical body image, of course, is big boobs, small waist, big butt, mm-hmm. straight teeth, great hair, mm-hmm. nice walk, a very soprano altoish voice tone because mm-hmm. voice goes into this mm-hmm. um kind of like your your model like if you mm-hmm. look here recently we've gone into surgeries and stuff mm-hmm. can't have a big nose i guess i feel like that goes for both um genders yeah. but yeah very hourglass figure mm-hmm. very just like Petite. That's another thing. Tall women get so much. If if you are tall or just if you're tall or fat or anything that's not short and just like little cute, like you can mm-hmm. fit in my pocket. Yeah. It's a it's a problem. Yeah. yeah. For men, I would definitely say you have to be fit because if you're not fit, you're not. You're automatically just labeled like not strong. Like you can be lean and like kind of like toned and be fit. But it's like, no, you have to be, like, actually swole and fit. Um, I would say you definitely have to be tall for a guy because short guys get a bad rep as, like, for some reason they just didn't get enough (laughs) testosterone supplements as a kid. Um, I would say you have to have, like, a very commanding presence. Like, when you walk into the room, people are supposed to look at you, and if you don't, you're not that great. Um, I would say maybe like you take up space because space is considered to be like important like the more space you take up like the more worthy you are of that space if that makes sense yeah and i kind of want to get your opinion opinion on this because i've recently it was in an interpersonal communication class Mm -hmm. and when we were talking about it i was like this is so true Mm -hmm. why do guys sit with their legs open and and i hate when they do when they're sitting next to a person Mm -hmm. like they just like sit like overly comfortable yeah. just like and I'm like I'm not saying close your legs but like there's another person sitting next to you so yeah. take up less space um speaking I'm gonna say this in the cleanest terms I know how doing that allows for room in some spaces I figured but I'm also just <laughs> yeah. saying there are some people who take it too far yeah I'm like you do not need your that much space we know you ain't packing <laughs> that much heat exactly exactly <laughs> um, but so yes. just speaking from personal experience that's part of the reason why that doesn't mean it's okay though because I know a lot of guys do that and I try not to do that actually I don't not like there are some ways that men can cross their legs and it's okay and sometimes I feel comfortable crossing my legs because mm-hmm. to me it's a comfortable pose. I don't know why. I know it's not really acceptable, but to me it feels kind of comfortable. It's the way you cross. So if you cross like a woman would, that's considered bad. But if you yeah. do the like, I would just have it sitting on my knee, yeah. but like, you know, kind of box shaped, Yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah. But. Even like with doing the kind of box shape, that can oftentimes take up a lot of space just like spreading out the legs Mm -hmm. to which i'm like i really don't like when people do the box thing in like a crowded room because i'm like your foot is about to touch my leg (laughs) not okay um but i would definitely i would definitely say that's a guy thing to have that very relaxed taking up space kind of posture Mm -hmm. um and i want to try and think of like 
Okay, I talked about this in episode 11, popular culture, but I need to bring it up again because I'm just about that. And you know what? Continuing segment from episode two, it is time for another session of Screw It. So, with the way Screw It goes is you just get to rant about whatever you want for like a solid minute, as long as you want to go for it. Okay, I hate the quaff. Quaff is dumb. Quaff looks stupid. For the longest time, guys have been doing this quaff thing with their hair, and it is still kind of popular. Imagine a hair curler around just the front part of the hair, and it <laughs> curls up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I hate the quaff. 50% of the reason why is because I can never pull it off. The other 50% <laughs> of the reason why is because everyone did it, and to me, I was just like, that looks generic. That looks like some fake egg hen doll. Like, the quaff was just so dumb hate the quaff. I didn't know it had a name. Well, it technically doesn't. You're that's the it. name I gave it. Yeah. But I feel like that's when it. you see it, it's just like, that's a quaff. Okay, that's your tangent. Mine... Oh, but you gotta say like, okay, so okay. lead in, you'll be like, screw it. I, okay. okay, screw it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not into the fake eyelash trend. Okay. I'm not. Fake eyebrows, all the above not into it mm -hmm. when your eyelashes look like they should be attached to big bird i just that's ugh. it's a it's problematic <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna sit here and say i've never worn fake eyelashes before because i have but for certain occasions and they look like they're mine but if mm -hmm. you've seen me on a regular basis you're like oh, that's not her eyelashes. Mm -hmm. i just don't understand where and i'm kind of one of those traditionalists when it comes to like overall beauty the 90s was a really good time, I feel like, personally, for beauty within women. It was very much, you know, naturally just show off who you are. Mm -hmm. Whatever your skin looked like, your eyebrows, your, like, there wasn't too much of a huge craze into wearing makeup. I'm not going to discredit anybody in the makeup they have because that's a beautiful art. But I feel like now there's just this drive to just alter everything on your body mm -hmm. that wasn't initially there. Yeah. The whole uh, filling in your... I don't understand why we pluck our eyebrows so thin to just fill them in. I don't get that. That sounds counterproductive. Exactly. I don't I don't get that. But really, it's just the huge eyelashes. I've just seen a lot of women. And I'm like, do you not have friends who told you that it didn't look good? Because it doesn't. <laughs> you have four huge eyelashes just going out and... If you haven't seen this video, I need you to look it up. This woman is on a boat, and she has on these fake eyelashes, and the wind is so heavy, and her eyelashes are too big for her eyelid that her eyelashes are flapping in the wind. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> That would be so funny. That is ridiculous yeah. to me. I can't get into it. That I'm is completely like, unnecessary. You know, just appreciate yourself with all your flaws. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you kind of like, it's just an insecurity, and it's a vulnerability, but just appreciate yourself for everything you have. Exactly. Now, we're at the end of discussion, about to break for as. Is there anything we didn't cover or didn't say that you would like to cover or would like to say? Okay, I guess I just want your opinion on this. Mm -hmm. Where do you see body image in the next 10 years? In the next 10 years? Like, um, what's going to be the ideal body image? I think we're on this crazy... Ozzy Osbourne, great as a train. I think we're on this crazy train of fitness, at least for men, that you have to have attained a certain level. Mm -hmm. I think that's only going to continue um, because there is this really toxic masculinity of like you have to have washboard abs and you have to bench press and you have to let people know how much you bench press. <laughs> I think as far as that goes, it's only going to get worse. As far as clothing or anything in that kind of side of things mm -hmm. um i think well to be fair men don't really have a high standard for how they dress them, so. <laughs> um it's probably going to stay around the same yeah uh, as far as body image in general i don't really know what do you think honestly i think you hit the nail on its head when you talked about um, fitness. Mm -hmm. I think that that has been the overall craze for mm -hmm. both men and women. 
there are so many people who are personal trainers now. Oh my god. That gosh. is the move. Like I hate those and those their Instagram accounts yes. where they like post these like shirtless pictures or just like showing you how many reps they can do. Yeah. It drives me crazy. I've seen a huge increase in it and even people where they are successful in one arena, they've crossed over into the fitness mm-hmm. realm of, you know, I'm like, this is going to be my hobby and I'm going to like support this and I'm going to mm-hmm. sell apparel that's attached to it. So I stupid. think that this more athletic body type is going to come into huge play for mm-hmm. women, even more like almost to the standards of where it is for men, not mm-hmm. necessarily all the way there with like muscles, but really mm-hmm. being athletic, not, yeah. oh, you look skinny, but athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I just think that the rise in surgeries is just going to increase. Oh, yeah. It's like and it's like a polar opposite trend of it. It's like work for your ideal body to image that you want and you're going to have followers and supporters mm-hmm. and then you also have this side where it's like okay, but you can have the ideal body in 2 weeks. Yeah. So why not? If just you do just that? take the shortcut. Yeah, if yeah. you have the money for it, why not spend yeah. the money on it? Mm-hmm. Um of course, they both sides have critics, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of motion into really all looking the same. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be a lack in diversity in body types and images mm-hmm. because everybody's going to try to be the yeah. same look. Mm-hmm. I agree. And also, I think for the most part, it's going to have an overall negative tone yeah. because I think right now we're kind of in like the middle of it. I feel mm-hmm. like most of like the later 2010 or later 2000s, early 2010s, there was this like message that maybe people believed and bought into maybe they didn't of just like all body types are good and like any size is a good size or whatever but i think now or like in the future it's going to become more of just like even though that message may still continue to be like promoted people are going to constantly just be in this comparison game of like this isn't good enough i am not good enough i think that's only going to continue especially with the increase of like social media where Mm -hmm. it's just going to be in your face all the time that you can't avoid it you know but we can still try and cross our fingers <laughs> and hope for the best, but um, exactly. and also don't want to diss exercising. I think exercising is extremely healthy. I think it's extremely important for a healthy lifestyle. But when you let it dominate your life, and when you decide to become a personal trainer for a living, um, when you don't like own a gym or like are <laughs> like really dedicated and believe in it, I think is just too much. And exactly, I would say kind of and this plays into me i'm someone i'm someone who worked out heavily to be where i want to be but i wasn't let me become a personal trainer and explain Mm -hmm. to you how my success story can translate into your ideal body image that you Mm -hmm. want for yourself i think that personal trainers who were personal trainers from day one are taking a heavy hit from people from these mom and dad type of people who just woke up one day and decided they wanted to be a personal trainer because it was the trend. Mm -hmm. Just like you have your social media influencers, that's Mm -hmm. the trend nowadays, and everybody wants to do it. So everyone's going to figure out a way to blow up on all social media platforms. So it'll just be interesting to see. Yeah. we Maybe we'll do every union episode where we come back and see how things have changed. It might be. Maybe our theories may be true. It may be false. We don't know. I think... I think we're probably hitting yeah. the nail on the head. <laughs> but thank you for a great discussion. Thank you for I having me. I think it was really great. So yes. we are going to be back with ads. Yes. Thank you, Unrequited Love. You're the biggest thorn in people's sides since hemorrhoids. This message is brought to you by people who think they're photographers but aren't. Taking crap at candy pictures for your fake influencer friends makes you as much of a photographer as me. Telling myself I'm generous after telling someone to keep the change when something costs 99 cents and I pay with a dollar. Alright, Kiana, so I've been trying to give more leeway with like what games guests play on the show, but this one game hasn't been chosen recently, so we're just going to do it anyways. Um, haven't done this since episode four with Lillian Bailey Vickers. Great episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But we're going to do a cold reading today. So I wrote this horrible script uh, of a situation of a man in a doctor's office having a conversation with this doctor. Um, and it's awful. So we are going to read uh, as if we're auditioning for these parts. 
Uh, we will have one minute. Well, actually, I won't read it because technically I wrote it, so I kind of know what it's about. But yeah. you're going to have one minute to familiarize yourself with the script. Okay. And then we're going to read it. So, would you like the script of the doctor or the man? And I will let you know we're going to switch after we read them. So, we're going to read both parts. But which okay. one would you like to start with? I'll do the doctor first. Okay. I think, yes, this I is I was going to be in the medical field at one point in my time. So I'm going to give you one minute. Okay, you ready? Okay, you didn't even need the whole, didn't even need a whole minute. That was pretty good. Okay, so, all right, I'll read the intro. We enter into the view of a man in a doctor's office. He looks anxious. He's biting his lip, picking at his fingernails, tapping his foot. He is waiting to receive very important test results. What's taking this guy so long? Doesn't he know that the longer I wait, the more I worry? The sooner he gets here, the better. I I should have taken this test sooner, I guess. So many of my relatives have tested positive that it would only make sense for me to test positive too. I just don't know what Alice will do without me. And if I pull through, I know I won't look the same. She might not want to stay with me. And the kids, they'll be so embarrassed to have a dad suffering from such terrible ailments. There's a knock at the door. In walks in the doctor holding a clipboard. His face yields no emotion, so Charlie can't decipher what the test results might be. Well, Mr. Wires, I have your test results back from the CAT scan and blood sample we did. Would you like to go over the results now? Of course! I've been worrying myself to death over these results all week. Hell, I couldn't eat this morning. I was so stressed. There's no need to stress anymore, Mr. Wires. Now the results are here. Now, according to these papers, the CAT scan didn't detect anything what we scanned, but there is something we found in the blood sample. What is it, Doctor? I'm so sorry, Mr. Wires, but the blood test rang positive. No! Yes, Mr. Wires. I'm afraid I have to diagnose you with flubby uteritis. But I took so many precautions to prevent this. How can this be? What steps did you try and take to prevent it? Well, well, you know the basics. I wore a lot of wet socks, and I wrapped belts around my butt to reduce its size, and I ate about a pound of cheese a day, which gave me great poop, but um, I did a lot of bungee yoga. Well, you definitely covered your bases, but with your family's extensive history of flubby butyritis, I'm afraid it wasn't only a matter of time. Would you like to discuss your medical options? It's a decision I'll have to go over with when my wife is available, but I I would like to hear my options, Doc. The most obvious option would be to have a gluteusectomy. We would move your butt completely in order to keep the flubby uteritis from fully developing. But then I wouldn't have a butt. I'd never look right in pants or shorts. Correct, but you can always replace your butt with cans of lard, tissues, or pillows. (laughs) Okay, what are my other options? We'd be able to freeze you and defrost you when you have a cure for flubby uteritis, but that would set you back at at least $873,491. Unfortunately, doctor, my insurance won't cover hydrocranial freezing. They don't believe in it. Well, your last option is the most dramatic. You could live with flubby uteritis. No, doctor, no. I I could never. I mean, I grew up with my dad suffering from it, and I wouldn't be able to handle seeing it happen to myself. It really wouldn't be too bad. Some cultures try to contract flubby butyritis. And spend the rest of my life with butt cheeks the size of watermelons? No thank you. The suffering my dad went through and trying to sit in a regular chair on an airplane or at the movies was too much to watch, let alone live through. I'd have to buy special pants with extra butt space, and I can't imagine how people would try and slap my fat cheeks. It happened to my father all the time, and it made my mother furious, but he also had three affairs, but I I can't guarantee that's any correlation. Well, put some serious thought into your options and let me know what you want to do. You still have about two months before your gluteus extra maximus will contract to the size of car tires, so wear all the skinny jeans, sit on the regular size toilets, and twerk as much as you can while you still can. (laughs) <laughs> All right, very good job. This isn't as funny as I thought it was when I wrote it, but it you did a really so good job. It's so hard to not inflect my voice. I was like, you did a very good job. Well, thank you. Because the doctor is honestly a stone cold, terrible person. <laughs> All right, are you ready to switch? <clears throat> okay. 
right. Would you like to read the little okay. technically nonverbal parts? Yes, I will. <clears throat> we enter into the view of a man in a doctor's office. He looks anxious. He's biting his lip, picking at his fingertip, fingernails, tapping his foot. He is waiting to receive very important test results. Charlie, talking to himself, clearly stressed. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's taking this guy so long? Doesn't he know that the longer I wait, the more I worry? The sooner he gets here, the better. I should have taken this test sooner, I guess. So many of my relatives have tested positive that would only make sense for me to test positive, too. I just don't know what Alice will do without me. And if I pull through, I don't know. I, I know I won't look the same. She might not want to stay with me. And the kids, they'll be so embarrassed to have a dad suffering from such terrible alliance. There's a knock at the door. In walks the doctor holding a clipboard. His face yields no emotion, so Charlie can't decipher what the test results might be. Well, Mr. Wires, I have your test results back from the CAT scan and blood sample we did. Would you like to go over the test results now? Of course. I've been worrying myself to death over these results all week. Hell, I couldn't eat this morning. I was so stressed. There's no need to stress anymore, Mr. Wires. I have the results right here. Now, according to these papers, the CAT scan didn't detect anything and what we scanned, but there is something we found in the blood sample. <sighs> what is it, doctor? I'm so sorry, Mr. Wires, but the blood test rang positive. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Mr. Wires, I'm afraid I have to diagnose you with flubby booty aris. Oh, but I took so many precautions to prevent this. How can this be? What steps did you try and take to prevent it? Well, you know, the basics. I wore a lot of wet socks. I wrapped belts around my butt to reduce its size. I ate about a pound of cheese a day, which gave me great pain, by the way. And I did a lot of bungee yoga. Well, you definitely covered your bases, but with your family's extensive history of flubby booty aris, I'm afraid it was only a matter of time. Would you like to discuss your medical options? It's a decision. I'll have to go over with my wife when it's available, but I'd like to hear my options, Doc. The most obvious option would be to have a gluteusectomy. We'd remove your butt completely in order to keep the flubby booty aris from fully developing. But then I wouldn't have a butt. I'd never look right in pants or shorts. Correct, but you can always replace your butt with cans of lard, tissues, or pillows. Okay, but what are my other options? We'd be able to freeze you and defrost you when we have a cure for flubby booty RS, but that would set you back at least mm, $873,491. Unfortunately, doctor, my insurance won't cover hydrocranial freezing. They don't believe it. Well, your last option is the most drastic. You could live with flubby booty aris. No, doctor, no. I could never. I mean, I grew up with my dad suffering from it, and I wouldn't be able to handle seeing it happen to myself. It really wouldn't be too bad. Some cultures try to contract flubby booty aris. Uh, and spend the rest of my life with butt cheeks the size of watermelons? No, thank you. The suffering my dad went through in trying to sit in a regular chair on a plane or at the movies was too much to watch, let alone live through. I'd have to buy special pants with extra butt space, and I can't imagine how many people would try and slap my fat cheeks. It happened to my father all the time, and it made my mother furious. But he also had three affairs. But I can't guarantee there's any correlation. Well, put some serious thought into your options and let me know what you want to do. You still have about two months before your gluteus extra maximus will contract to the size of car tires. So wear all the skinny jeans, sit on all the regular size toilets, and twerk as much as you can while you still can. <laughs> Very good job. Honestly, I think maybe the only funny line was, I can't imagine how many people would try and slap my fat cheeks. I think that's the saving grace of this entire script. And I think I understand why no one wants to play this game <laughs> yeah. now. But thank you so much for humoring me and for doing thank this you. completely stupid segment Good. with me. Oh, thank you. I love it. I love it. I enjoyed having you on the show so much, Kiana. Thank you so much for your time and sacrifice of dignity to be here. Um, I am more than happy to give you a five-second PSA of anything of your choice.
Public service announcement. Announcement: Election day is on Tuesday, November 5th. Make sure you vote. If you don't vote, I don't want to hear you complain about anything. Very important and very wise. Thank you, Kiana. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. I greatly appreciate your friendship and your time. Uh, thank you. I do too, Jordan. Thank you. All right, closing announcements. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Geyser's Guidelines. Remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode when they come out every other Tuesday. Please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way for people to know what this this podcast is all about. If you have any suggestions for topics or games for the show, send them to geysersguidelines at gmail.com. No apostrophe in Geislers. You can follow me on Instagram at savage underscore sasquatch78. And you can follow Kiana at... Kiana Bailey. And that's K-E-I-O-N-N-A. Bailey with an E, just so you know. Extra thanks again to our wonderful guest, Kiana Bailey, for being on the show. All content on the show is created by yours truly, Jordan Geisler. Thanks again for tuning in, and stay good, everybody.